for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Hi, my name is Mike, and again, we want to just welcome you, and we're so glad that you are taking this opportunity to study God's Word, and that you would learn to delight and understand His heart uh, the more you read it. Uh, you know, currently our church has been going through a sermon series on the book of Exodus, and surprisingly, I've been really enjoying studying it and seeing how this relates to our church members. And before I was questioning, you know, why, why is God leading us in, into this book? Uh, but more and more I see how relevant it is, uh, especially in the times that we're in right now. And, you know, just as the Israelites were wandering in the desert, I do feel like sometimes a lot of us may feel like we're wandering or wondering what exactly God's will is for our lives or when will all of this come to an end. Uh, but one of the things that we highlighted was seeing how the Israelites were slaves in the land of Egypt. And they were like that for 430 years. And what we're going to look at in today's passage is how, again, these Israelites have become slaves, but not to a foreign land, but to their own people. And this becomes a problem as we look and understand what God's Word has for us as we dive into it together. Jeremiah chapter 34, verses 8 through 22. The word came to Jeremiah from the Lord after King Zedekiah had made a covenant with all the people in Jerusalem to proclaim freedom for the slaves. Everyone was to free their Hebrew slaves, both male and female. No one was to hold a fellow Hebrew in bondage. So all the officials and people who entered into this covenant agreed that they would free their male and female slaves and no longer hold them in bondage. They agreed and set them free. But afterward, they changed their minds and took back the slaves they had freed and enslaved them again. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I made a covenant with your ancestors when I brought them out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I said, every seventh year, each of you must free any fellow Hebrews who have sold themselves to you. After they have served you six years, you must let them go free. Your ancestors, however, did not listen to me or pay attention to me. Recently, you repented and did what is right in my sight. Each of you proclaimed freedom to your own people. You even made a covenant before me in the house that bears my name. But now you have turned around and profaned my name. Each of you has taken back the male and female slaves you had set free to go where they wished. You have forced them to become your slaves again. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. You have not obeyed me. You have not proclaimed freedom to your own people. So I now proclaim freedom for you, 
declares the Lord, freedom to fall by the sword, plague, and famine. I will make you abhorrent to all the kingdoms of the earth. Those who have violated my covenant and have not fulfilled the terms of the covenant they made before me, I will treat like the calf they cut in two and then walked between its pieces. The leaders of Judah and Jerusalem, the court officials, the priests, and all the people of the land who walked between the pieces of the calf, I will deliver into the hands of their enemies who want to kill them. Their dead bodies will become food for the birds and the wild animals. I will deliver Zedekiah, king of Judah, and his officials into the hands of their enemies who want to kill them, to the army of the king of Babylon, which has withdrawn from you. I am going to give the order, declares the Lord, and I will bring them back to this city. They will fight against it, take it, and burn it down. And I will lay waste the towns of Judah so no one can live there. So we find ourselves in a very interesting section here in Jeremiah. As we're continuing in chapter 34, uh, we see that there, the Israelites commit the sin of, well, they let the slaves free, but they commit the sin of enslaving them uh, again. And so at this point, King Zedekiah he proclaimed an emancipation, the freedom of all Hebrew slaves in Judah. And you know, during this time period, uh, Jewish people who were working as slaves to their fellow countrymen, their own people. Now, these were not your typical slaves. You know, when we think of slaves, uh, we think of people who are in very harsh and difficult environments, uh, being mistreated and being punished or brutalized or degraded when we think of that kind of slavery. Uh, but this was not something like that. It was more of being treated like servants. And there were four basic ways that a Hebrew would become a slave or a servant to another Hebrew. And one of the cases would be if they were in extreme poverty and they needed some financial resource they can sell themselves as a slave uh, for a certain amount of money. Or another example would be if a father were to sell his daughter to the household where she would be a servant but eventually marry into uh, that family. Uh, another case would be if a person were to become bankrupt and they had to pay their creditors and because of the amount that they don't have, they would sell themselves as a slave. And then lastly would be if they were caught stealing and they, were, they didn't have the means to pay back what was stolen, they would have to be kept as a slave. And so under Zedekiah's leadership and under his command, um, all Hebrew slaves were to be set free. Yet somehow it appears that they go back on their word and they enslave them once again. And we see this clearly, they disobeyed God. And by bringing them back as their slaves, they're going back on their word. I'm not sure um, how they were able to persuade these slaves uh, back into this lifestyle, uh, if they use force or if they coerce them. Uh, in this situation, uh, we don't know. Not much detail is given to us. But when I look at this situation, uh, it reminds me of spiritually how sometimes Satan can deceive us. 
into becoming slaves once again to sin. That even though we have been set free, you know, as believers, that we have been bought at a cost, that through the blood of Jesus, we no longer have to be slaves to sin, but now we can live for God and for Him alone. But so often what ends up happening is that we go back to our old lifestyle, whether it be because of comfort or maybe because of certain pleasures or maybe there are things that uh, we, we missed about our old way of life. And so that's something that we need to fight against every single day. That as a children of God, uh, that we need to let go of the past and move towards the future. Uh, that we, are, we should no longer have the old self, but we need to constantly put on the new self that Paul tells us in the New Testament. Uh, and so, you know, one of, the, one of the songs that I enjoy listening to that gets me every single time is a song called No Longer Slaves. And it talks about how God has delivered us from our enemies, uh, that we are to be no longer slaves to fear because we are a child of God. And that's so true, isn't it? When we look at different fears in our lives, uh, you know, whether it be fear of losing our jobs, uh, fear over our health, fear of the future, there are so many things that are in the realm of the unknown. And because of that, it can create anxiety and can create fear that generates within ourselves. But it shows a lack of trust when we give in to that fear. And so as a child, we are told to put our complete trust and faith in God the Father. And God has chosen us and that we have been born again into a family and that His blood flows through our veins. Now, I hope that strikes a chord in you, that His blood should be flowing through our veins, that the blood that was purchased on our behalf, that was bought at a price, that that blood should be infused into our lives and that would cause us not to want to go back to our old way of life. I know it's not easy and it's a temptation that we face and that we fight against every single day. Uh, but we should not want to go back to our old way of life. Uh, verse 12 to 16, God reminds them that when the Israelites were in Egypt, that God had set them free. In the same way, God has done the same thing for us on this very day, that we should look forward to what God has in store for us. So let's learn to let go of our sin. Let's no longer be slaves, but let's live as a child of God as He has created us for this day. Isn't it exciting to know that uh, we no, are no longer the person that we used to be? And I know that a lot of times we may look at our past and we might be ashamed or there may be things that in our past that we don't want to revisit, but we can't help but have those temptations in our lives. And we know that for the rest of our lives, we'll be fighting against those things. Um, but as we look forward to the future, let's put on the new self. Uh, let's learn to 
put on, clothe ourselves with righteousness, uh, with the blood of Christ that was shed for us. And the only way we can do that is by trusting in Him and letting His Word teach us His ways so that our ways, so that we would decrease and that He would increase in our lives. And that's a choice that we need to make uh, every single day. Uh, so can we do that as we come to Him in prayer and submitting ourselves at the foot of the cross? Let us pray. Uh, Father, we thank You for what You have shown and revealed through Your Son, uh, that through Jesus that we are no longer slaves, and we are indebted to You. And we ask God that we would not fall back to that, uh, but that we would strive, that we would make the necessary changes, that we would purify our minds and our hearts uh, through the cleansing of your word. And that whenever we pray, that we will hear and see uh, the face of God before us. Uh, thank you, Lord, for giving us this chance. And we pray, Lord, that uh, may our lives be a living sacrifice. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.